Jane's not from around here, meaning it's not a retro vibe she has going on. She's wearing her clothes from 1977. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And Cherie is bringing us a book today called One Last Stop. And looking at it by the cover, it looks like a romance, maybe. Is that right? That's right. This book is a lot of things. But base the shortest summary is probably that it's a meet cute okay. mm-hmm. time slip <laughs> romance on a subway. Oh. All right. <laughs> where is said subway located? It's the Q line, very specifically the Q line. In New York City. Okay. I was about to say it has to be New York City. It's New York. (laughs) Yes. So this book has elements of mystery. It has elements of romance. It has elements of figuring out how to start your life as a new adult Mm -hmm. because your protagonist is August. August is 23 and she has just moved to to New York to finish her degree, sort of, kind of, but she doesn't think of it that way. She thinks of it as going to another school, trying to find a place to fit in. Mm-hmm. And she's basically new to New York. She's looking for digs. And she sees an ad in a dumpster behind a Popeyes that in says, <laughs> well, on taped to a trash can inside the Popeyes. Okay. It says, seeking young single roommate for three bedroom apartment upstairs, sixth floor, $700 a month. Must be queer and trans friendly. Must not be afraid of fire or dogs. No Libras. We already have one. Call Nico. <laughs> must not be afraid <laughs> of fire or dogs. So... Yes, and no Libras, because they already have a Libra. They already have a Libra. You don't want to. (laughs) So August says, well, I need a place to stay. So she answers the ad, and Nico doesn't check references or anything. He's like, can I touch you? Okay. So he touches her hand, and it's like, how do you feel about, I forget what the flower is. Yep, you can move in. Here's the room, starting at whatever time. So the dog is, one of their roommates has a dog. The fire is that one of the roommates is an artist, and some of the things they do is sculpture. Okay. The no Libras, well, Nico's a psychic. Mm, okay so it's a very eclectic group of people Mm -hmm. and it's a a scene obviously that i don't live in now here in baytown and it's a scene i never lived in which is being young and single and trying to figure yourself out in new york Mm -hmm. so that seemed like very interesting to me and coming from the south which the author casey mcquiston is also from the south born and raised in baton rouge louisiana the idea of a subway is just super exciting to me. I've never lived in a place with public trains. I didn't live in Houston proper, so I still haven't lived in a place with yeah. public trains. And even then, it's not the same. It's no. not like the, the same. And and subway. I have been on a subway, but I've never lived in a place with subways. And the romantic allure of, of romance that you meet a stranger on the subway and click. I was like, well, this could be a really interesting story. I want to see how she tells this I'm story. I'm guessing it's one of those, like, while you were sleeping, ask, like, they meet eyes every day on the train. Well, August is having a really bad day. Mm-hmm. And so when August meets Jane, she is August is headed to, to her first day of school. She's had a shift at, at work at, at Billy's Pancake House of Pancakes, or I think. It's Billy's Pancake House, but it's got a longer name yeah. that isn't very compact. It's an institution apparently in New York. Folks, I have not fact-checked this. I did not look up that location to see if it's real. But Jane's on her way to class, first day. Spilled coffee on her white shirt. Mm. That's why you never went white. So she she sees this hot stranger on the subway. She's wearing a black jacket and ripped jeans. Oh, of course. Uh, Okay. And she, they they meet 
their eyes meet and this hot stranger offers her a red scarf to cover up the coffee stain <laughs> and and does August she, does is she do like a cool hair flip or something well, while she walks away when they touch hands there's electricity there's, Ooh. there's like, zap sparks I'm assuming it's not static isn't it i don't know but <laughs> August goes to class, you know, and and she's like, well, I'll probably never see that stranger on the train again. But wow, that was super nice of of her to give me this jacket mm-hmm. to give, I'm sorry to give me this scarf and save my embarrassment. Well, here's the thing. Next time August takes the train, hot stranger is there and this, hey, subway girl. Hey, coffee girl. Oh, how cute. <laughs> and that's their nickname for each other. Subway girl and coffee, coffee girl. Jane seems to have the same commute as August. August sees her almost every time she's on the line. And she's like, well, maybe I'll take a chance and maybe I'll invite this hot girl to an event. And she says, well, Jane, there's this thing I'm going to. You want to come with me? And Jane says, I can't. Mm. And August is crushed. Is Jane stuck on the subway forever? <laughs> Is she? (laughs) Is Jane stuck on the subway? So each chapter in this book has a humorous or informative chapter heading. So the first chapter is the advertisement for the apartment. Then other ads, other chapter headings start to be like classified ads or personals ads through time. So some would have been newspapers, some would have been message boards, some would Mm -hmm. have been all talking about the hot butch stranger on the train with the red chucks and that did something nice for me and my son or really want to thank you for this, for this, that or the other. Thing. Interesting. <laughs> She's like a like a like an, a subway angel. She's like a subway angel. <laughs> what they come to realize without too many spoilers is that Jane's not from around here, meaning it's not a retro vibe she has going on. She's wearing her clothes from 1977, mm-hmm. which is what year she thinks it is and which is where she belongs. <laughs> OK, but so is she like actively living her life in 1977 and just like traveling through time on the subway occasionally? Well, she or? somehow got stuck on the oh. subway, but she didn't know. I mean, she didn't know how much time was passing. She didn't know what year it was. Hmm. It's just like weird out of time kind of thing. And so who is Jane? Where is Jane from? Can we free Jane is one part of the mystery element of this. August grew up with a mother who was obsessed because August had a missing uncle. August's uncle, named August, went by Augie, disappeared in the 1970s, and her mother cannot let that go. August's entire childhood has has been dominated by public records requests, break-ins, library days. Her mother would go to the library to look up public records on her uncle that might shed some light on where he went and forget to pick her daughter up for hours. Oh, poor August. So she's been surrounded by this lifelong obsession with finding missing person. Yeah. And that's left her with some trauma around that but it's also left her with a skill set a very specific skill set of finding people from the 1970s a very specific skill set she decides to try and help jane do you get a lot of interaction between august and jane i know it is kind of stuck to the subway as far as it seems august and jane find their way to each other even though it's on the subway And then you've also got an excellent secondary cast of characters. So Myla and Nico are two of the roommates in the apartment. And Wes is the third roommate. The drag queen across the hall, who's like an accountant by day and drag queen by night, is Mm -hmm. Isaiah slash Annie Depressant, depending on which persona persona he's wearing at the moment. I don't know if there's, there's a relation, but there is a meme on TikTok about if someone asks you what your job is and you don't want to talk about, you say you're an accountant. It's very funny. Look it up. Maybe it's related to antidepressants. (laughs) Don't know. There's a number of threads through the story. Mm -hmm. It is about August and Jane, but it's not only about August and Jane. 
there's this institution, Billy's Pancake House of Pancakes, that might be in jeopardy because the rent is getting doubled. There's the queue line that might be going down for maintenance soon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. What does that mean when your girlfriend is stuck on the Somehow train? Somehow temporarily <laughs> trapped on the, on the queue line. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when that goes out of service for maintenance? So there's several mysteries that pretty much all get tied up. If you like resolved endings, this book won't disappoint you. Okay. If you prefer that things stay mysterious forever and you you are left to wonder what anybody is even doing, uh, no, the, this is not your book. This does seem like the type of book that would be marketed more toward your new adult age group. Did, yeah. did you feel a little weird reading it as a more established adult or was it still super relatable? Well, it's fiction. So many things that are fiction are not super relatable to me, as in mm-hmm. I've never flown in a spaceship, but I love science fiction. Yes. <laughs> so engage your fiction part of your brain. Some of the struggles are not as relatable to me as an established adult. Some of them gave me hives, like student loan debt. I don't <laughs> deal fair. with that any longer. But You're like, I don't rem- remember those days. I remember that. It wasn't fun. This book is told in the first person. And the author, Casey McQuiston, was featured in Book Page in June. And she said that one of the roadblocks she hit with this book is when she was editing, she had written the book in the first person. Mm. And when she was editing, she's like, something isn't quite working. And she flipped it to third person. The whole thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's an editing job I don't envy. Yeah. But it works. August is your main protagonist. You see inside of August's head more than anybody else's. You don't mm-hmm. see in anybody else's head. Okay. You do see inside of August's head, but it's not from an I, 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 I. Yeah. So sometimes the I, I, I first person books can feel intrusive or can feel like, I don't want to be this close to the story. Yeah. Yes. This, I have that feeling a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, you're not going to have it here. You have the option of identifying with mm-hmm. August if you want to, or you have the option of sitting back and enjoying that ride August is on that you might be really happy that you're not on <laughs> working part time at a pancake shop, going to grad school and trying to, <laughs> you know, pay your student loans or actually undergrad. It's. Oh, gosh. Yeah. She's yeah. moved from New Orleans to someplace else to New York, trying to find a place where August fits in, mm-hmm. where August is home. Yeah. Because she's never felt at home in her life. So that's there are a lot of new adult themes. Not mm-hmm. so much who am I and what is my gender identity. August has got that down. But what is home to me? Yeah. Where is my place? Do I have a person that's my person? What is she studying? Sociology, I believe. Okay. They they have a very brief topic on that. But of all the things August does, you never go with her to class. The only plot point there is she goes to see a course advisor at Mm -hmm. one point and that and she has student loan debt. So it's not as important to her story as Billy's House of Pancakes. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense, because even in the beginning of this interview, you were talking about the fact that August sees the move to New York as a place to like try on as opposed to actually finishing her her degree. Her degree is secondary to trying to find a place that feels like it fits her. Well, minor spoiler, August has an existential crisis when the counselor says, look, you've only got two classes to finish your degree. Oh, yeah. She has the, oh, God, but I'm not ready. (laughs) Exactly. She has the, oh, God, but I'm not ready. The, the who am I if I'm not a student getting deeper and deeper into student loan debt? Yes. I I have have to to start paying these loans back. I have to be a grown-up. You're grown-up now. Oh, my. Who am I (laughs) if I'm not in school? So she has that existential crisis. Well, it definitely seems like it could be relatable for a lot of people, especially new adults or people who remember that that feverish attempt to figure out who who you are, where you belong. (laughs) Well, this is, we have it in the romance section, and Mm -hmm. it is at heart. It's August and Jane's story. So there is some on-page action. There Mm -hmm. is, but there's 
that's not all that this story is. There's I'm going to so assume much. that they make it off the Q train eventually because otherwise that's very awkward. <laughs> well, that's the very end of the book and I'm not spoiling that. But I will say that August's friends eventually figure out with August what Jane's story is. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, let's all work together to see if we can free Jane up from this fun. this life on the Q train that she's stuck with. Yeah. And what's the name of the book again? The name of the book is One Last Stop by Hmm. Casey McQuiston. This is her second book. Casey McQuiston wrote Red, White, and Royal Blue. Ah, very popular. Yes. Came out last year, I think. Mm -hmm. And One Last Stop is her second novel. I like the double meaning there. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Well, it seems like it would be a really good beach read or airplane read. Yeah. Maybe even a subway read if you're going somewhere that, that has <laughs> a, subway. a subway. Everyone, everyone who takes a subway to work is probably like, it's not that great, guys. It well, smells like butts. <laughs> and the interview with Casey McQuiston talks about that. And even in the book, they talk about the typical smells of a subway. But Casey McQuiston, like me, like yeah. all three of us in this room is from the South Gulf Coastal area. And and we can see a, a romantic allure to yeah. a subway. We can work past the smell of butts and just be like, wow. We're like, well, I'm not smelling this book. I'm just reading this book. So Public transit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. The, the, the few times that I did take subways or like large public transit systems, I was just like, is this how people live? They can just go places without having to like put any effort in other than like walking. Amazing. No worrying about where you're going to park. Mm-hmm. Also, so much exercise. Cardiovascular activity in the city is just off the off the charts. <laughs> all right. That's all the questions I have. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share about the book or anything you learned in the Give this book a try. I do think Beach Read, Subway Read, there is an audio version. I'm not sure if we have it, but Casey McQuiston seems to be an author on the rise. Give her a try. Thank you for bringing us another good book and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.